to the Everything and Anything and a Bit Gay podcast. I am your host, Zach Reynolds Friedman, and today I have a very special guest here, all the way from Chicago, Illinois area. And uh, the interesting thing about this is that we have known each other for almost 40 years. And whenever I mentioned this to her the other day, she was kind of shocked, like, how can that be true? But it is because we met when we were in sixth grade. We were not friends when we first met. In fact, we didn't like each other. And then when we went to high school, our freshman year, we had an art class together and it ended up becoming good, good friends. And still today, we are friends. So welcome, Jennifer Robbins. Thanks, Zach. Very happy to be here and a little nervous if I'm being honest, but it's okay. <laughs> it's going to be all good. So um, as I said in my last episode, we're starting this podcast uh, because I'm talking about topics that I think that other people my age or in the LGBTQ community or just people in general want to talk about. And today our topic is, is it okay to unfriend friend like you would on social media? So you have a friend that maybe as you've been friends with for five, six, 10 years, your friendship has run its course and you're just trying to be maintain a friendship should you do it or is it okay to unfriend? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Maybe give a couple of examples where we have no longer kept in touch with friends or ended the friendship kind of abruptly in some cases, or even got ghosted by a friend. So um, why don't we start off, Jen, with you, and you can kind of tell us what your th thoughts are. Is it okay to unfriend a friend? Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic, and I think it's definitely different thinking about it now just turned 50 versus when um, like you're in your early 20s or even high school when you make friends more easily you know you're in you see the same people every day you have groups I think school forces you into certain groups um, and as you get older those groups kind of fall away and you are left with people that you're friends with because you have common interests common common values common upbringing um, and some of the things that you had in school become less important, like the same classes or the same teachers that you're, you know, you're have issues with, or, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends that you're friends with in your circle. Um, so in my particular case, the, the scenario that brings, t that comes to mind is when I was in college, uh, I had a friend who was part of our group and you were part of this group as well. Um, and she was a really, really close friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, we were friends for, um, a long time. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> a long time. And we just grew. I, it was just becoming obvious that we were going in two different directions in terms of mindset and approach to life. Yeah. You were different people. Yeah. 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 Totally normal. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think it's totally fine. I struggle with uh, letting people go out of my life sometimes. Family, sometimes I've struggled with that. And it's just like, you have to do it. So I had a friend that I met through uh, work at one of my job, previous jobs, and we became very, very good friends, uh, like best friends in a lot of ways. And uh, we went back and forth of kind of not ha maintaining that same level of friendship. And then finally, I just realized he's not for me anymore. So we grew apart. There was a lot of me giving, him a lot taking, him not being self-aware. And I'm just like, yeah, this this isn't for me anymore. So uh, we kind of both mutually agreed that the friendship was done with. So Did you kind of 
stop keeping in touch more frequently? Did, like, did it just kind of naturally uh, No, I mean, it was a little bit more dramatic than that. To be, uh, I When I moved to Texas for that short stint for a job, I uh, he sent me a text and I just like kind of went off on him on the text and just told him what I was thinking and how crappy of a person he was. And uh, there was no response. And then when I was moving back to Boston, I got in touch with him again. Uh, we met for a coffee. We thought, I thought, well, maybe we could do, maybe we can make this work again because we've been friends. We've done so much together. And uh, I realized it wasn't there. And when I came home, I told Andrew, and Andrew's like, I, and I said I wanted to try, but Andrew's like, uh, well, I don't want to see him for at least a three month period because I think he did you wrong. And then we waited a couple of months and kept talking about maybe getting together and then it just like didn't happen. Yeah. And then he sent me a text saying he didn't think it's working out. I said, I don't think it's working out either. And that's it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's better. Cause he, like I said, he was definitely a taker. I helped him get jobs. I, it was just take, 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 never give, never remembered birthdays or special events and stuff. But when it was his, he was like, Oh yeah, uh, it's my birthday and stuff. So, yeah, you know, you can't have a one-sided friendship. So. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned Andrew's comment because to me the, the kind of third party input helped me because it was hard. You know, I've become very attached to people in my life and do, making a decision like not moving forward with yep. a relationship is very hard for me. And just having other perspectives telling me like kind of acknowledging you're not crazy. This is valid. Your feelings about this friendship are valid. Yeah. Um, that, that was really helpful. Yeah, and I think that you also have to just realize that people change over time. So, you know, the people that you met even in your late 20s, whenever you graduated college, are uh, people that maybe when you're in your late 40s, you're just a completely different person. Think about, like, all the changes in your life. You get married. Some people have kids. You, you're friends that have kids. And if you don't have kids, you lose connection because you don't have that in, in common anymore. So it's all those type of things. So, and... You know, people overall are most of the time very selfish, and I mean, it's true. I think that, I think a lot of people are selfish, and they only want to take from friendships a lot of times. And uh, and I think that people like us, since we're so perfect, uh, <laughs> we're just givers. We're just givers. So. <laughs> we we did well. It's a good point for this probably conversation. Is what role did we have? I mean, this is obviously our side yeah. of the story, and there's three sides to every story, but. I really feel like, I mean, I still have regrets. And that was a question I had for you for this conversation. Do you have regrets about any, either the way it went down or that it had to go that way? Um, so for the first friend uh, that I just mentioned, I do not have any regrets. I know that I've known probably for years that we shouldn't have been friends because of just certain things that's happened. Um, There's another friend that I... He was very, very close to me and my friend Tony and just all of us. And uh, we, I thought he was going to be my friend for life. I met him when I first moved to New York. And um, we would go on vacations together every year. He would come and stay with me. I would go stay with him. I'd stay in his, in his apartment in New York whenever he wasn't there, when he was off living in Miami for a while. So we were very, very close. Every day we would talk or text and all of a sudden, one day, he ghosted us all. He just stopped texting us. It was so drastic that I had to find his sister on Facebook and contact her to see if he died. And, like, nobody told me. And that's how crazy it was. And then finally, like, after I 
called a sister. She wouldn't give me any information. Um, two days later, I got an email saying that because we didn't open our arms up for his new boyfriend, he's, he was done with us. <laughs> so um, I think I have regrets, regrets for that in some ways because he, he gave as much to the friendship as I gave and he took as much as I took. And I think I regret that friendship, not trying to somehow save it, but it was really his choice at the beginning. And then once he, and I didn't take it personal because he did it, he's done this to other friends outside of our group where he just cut people off and he did it to this friend group. And so it wasn't just like something I did. Um, so, and I thought about it for years and I would look to see what he was doing in social media for years. And now I don't do that at all anymore. So, but I think it's, that was my regret that I should have maybe tried to save the friendship. I think I could have, if I would have put more effort, but I think I was just so hurt by him ghosting us. If you have to call somebody's sister who you don't know to see if they're alive. That's, that's crazy. Um, what about you? Do you have any regrets? I definitely, yes. I still, not regrets really. I think about it though. I mean, I still kind of think about what happened and could I have done things differently? Um, and at the time, I mean, you're so different now versus when you're in your early 20s. Um, I probably could have handled it differently uh, at the time. I'm, you know, I totally own the fact that I probably didn't communicate my feelings as effectively as I could have. Um, and maybe that would have helped at the time. But at the end of the day, we were just different and we were just moving in different directions. And she was, a lot of times I, what I landed on, what finally did it for me was she was, she was very demeaning. She could be very cruel. Um, and I remember thinking, would I let a boyfriend or significant other treat me like this? And the answer was no, like hell no. So why would I let a friend? It's sometimes yeah. I think we allow behaviors yeah. with friends that we would never allow in a romantic relationship. Oh, totally true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, friends, some friends take advantage too. And then yeah. sometimes we take advantage. Yeah. Not necessarily me, but uh, yeah. you do for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, it's like, it's like kind of where do you make friends now uh, when you get to a certain age? And, you know, I think that I have a, like, I have a friend, Lisa, who I met at Merrill Lynch, who I love and adore. And every time I get to New York, I try to see her. And like, I know I'll be friends with her for the rest of my life because I just like, she's just so caring and loving. And uh, my friend Adam that I worked with at Merrill Lynch as well, like, I don't talk to him as much as Lisa, but he's like somebody that I know that I will always forever have in my life. So there's just like those certain people. You, for example, I don't know what you could do where you and I wouldn't be friends. I think if you murdered my mother or something <laughs> crazy like that, um, maybe we wouldn't be friends, but I may even be able to forgive you for that eventually. So um, yeah. I, I, I think you and I are interesting, even just from the outside looking in. I mean, oh, we're so different. I mean, people so would different. look at us and be like, how? How are these two friends for so long? But I think at the end of the day, we we met, as you said, in sixth grade, and we didn't like each other. I think that was the initial, yeah. you know, we're so different reaction. But then when in ninth grade, when we were in that art class, and we were the only people who knew each other, and that class was full of people who were going to kill us, <laughs> I think yes. we had to bond over that. Yes. And then we realized we had a lot in common you know, we had similar upbringing. Our dads both worked together. They knew each other. Um, so that all that common ground, I think, is what has held us together all, all these years through all these 50 million changes. Yeah, and there's been a lot of changes. And, and what's interesting is, is that I was kind of 
the bad person, bad kid in high school and stuff who thought I was even going to go to college and make it my, anything out of myself. And you were kind of hanging out with the nerd, the nerd gang, not skipping school, not skipping school <laughs> like I was. And, uh, and then it's funny how we both ended up in communications yeah. and we both ended up kind of working for these big companies and stuff. So. I know it's funny to me. If you and I worked for the same company, we would work together. Yeah. It's weird. It's so weird. And, and what if I, t Andrew actually asked me, what does she do exactly? And I started telling him and he's like, oh, you guys do similar stuff. I'm like, I know, isn't it weird? Like we just, and then it completely up different paths. Yeah, like, exactly. So, but I remember asking my parents, you know, when you're leaving high school and you're leaving your hometown, like I'm, I'm going to lose touch with people. They're like, you are going to lose touch with people. I'm like, I don't want to lose touch with Zach. And I remember, I don't remember if it was my dad or my mom, like you'll, you'll be friends with Zach forever. And I'm like, I didn't believe it, but here we are. So, oh, I always thought we'd be friends forever. I just feel like we'd grow apart or I don't know. But we never really did. Even whenever I was, uh, being closeted and not telling any of my friends, I had a whole secret group of friends that were gay because I went to a gay bar by myself and started meeting people when I was 20 or 21. And I had a fake girlfriend named, I can't remember. Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> Tammy was her name, but her, Tammy, oh my but God. <laughs> his real name was Ronnie. And I had to like talk about him because it was my first real relationship. And then uh, I was like just changing out Ronnie's name for Tammy for like a year or something yeah. crazy. And then I remember just whenever I came out, I was so scared that I was going to like lose all, because you hear all these horror stories about people coming out of the closet and then their family kicks them out or uh, their friends stop talking to them or, you know, they, you know, all those different scenarios that you hear. Yeah. About. But that will be another episode about <laughs> a coming out stories. So, um, you know, I did want to kind of wrap up the episode where it is it is hard as you get older to meet friends and stuff, but uh, I've moved around a lot. Me and my husband, over the 25 years that we have been together, have moved, and some of them have been local moves, like from Manhattan to Brooklyn, but we have moved 17 times together, which is insanity in 25 years, 17 times. And so when you move into a different city, we've lived uh, in Miami and New York and Brooklyn and Switzerland and... Atlanta and Philly and Boston twice and New York three times and Raleigh, North Carolina. And when you go there, some places we knew no one and we had to meet new people because I'm very social and I wanted to meet people. And if I was meeting people through work, it was great, but sometimes that wasn't satisfying enough. So now when we went to, Bo when we went to um, Dallas, I ended up a friend of mine told me before I left Boston, oh, try this app called Bumble BFF. So it's like the Bumble dating app, but it's literally for meeting friends only. And it's not a hookup site or anything like that. So when I went to Dallas, I subscribed to it for three months. I'll see what happens. And the great thing is, is that I met two friends, Brian and Shane, who were a couple at the time. And uh, me and Brian text every single day. So I like met a friend through this app. He's genuine. He's nice. He's caring. I think I'll be friends with him for the rest of my life. And uh, so that's a way if anybody is looking for friends, try Bumble BFF. My other advice is there's meetup groups. If you go to meetup.com or the meetup app, there's tons of meetup groups. I've had friends that I've heard that have gone to that. If you're into any type of sports, they have gay kickball in Boston. They have gay softball. They have... I've seen bowling. They have volunteer opportunities. You can also volunteer at organizations and meet people that way. So have you, 
I mean, you have your whole family and stuff. Yeah, but. I'm. This is another way we're opposite. I am not social. I mean, I'm fine socializing, of course, but I'm. Not, I'm not going to be the one to make the first move 99% of the time. So we just moved to Chicago right before the pandemic, and I have a built-in social network, so it was easy for me. But when we moved to Houston, a lot of the people I met were through work, and it was a different culture in Houston. It was like a lot of people socialized, like the lines between work and personal were very, very blurred, and I had to get used to that in a good way. Um, so I'll, I have a lot of really good friends that I've met through work like you have as well, but meetup group, I would do it, but it's not, yeah, I would need a nudge. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> um, so at the end of every podcast, I like to ask a couple of questions just to kind of get your reaction. So, um, it has nothing to do with this topic, oh, but, scared. um, so first question is, is who was your biggest celebrity crush growing up? That's easy. Simon LeBon of Duran Duran. Why are you even asking? That's like the easiest. That's just to get me warmed up. That's just to get you warmed up. So, um, okay. So if you could go and live anywhere in the world where money didn't matter, anywhere in the world, what country or what city would you pick? I love Edinburgh, Scotland. That's where and I know it's kind of boring because my husband's from Scotland, and but I just fell in love with the country, the people. I've always had a thing for the UK, as you know, going back to my Simon LeBon crush. Um, but it's just an amazing place. The people are wonderful, and Edinburgh is just the perfect mix of ancient and modern and beautiful landscape. And there's hiking and city stuff, so it's just got a little bit of everything. Why don't you do a travel podcast? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening in. I hope you enjoyed. If you like it, please be sure to subscribe to it. Also, you can visit my website, everythingandanythingpodcast.com. Drop me a line on there if there's some topics you'd like to hear about. And thanks for listening. Bye.